up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's like part of the family. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by the other members of the Zenith team to talk to you about the movie Zoom, and their names are sequel. The podcast that was bolted to the wall. And Corey. It's called the Zenith Project. I think that's a band. It could be the Zenith Project. I don't know. The podcast that speaks Greek, not geek, which also is very untrue. I don't know a single word in Greek, so yeah. Isn't there some yogurt? Oh, I know some food. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a fair point. I'm an idiot. Moving on. Before we tell you about the magic of wonder that was Zoom, though, we have other stuff to tell you about because we've been watching other things. Corey, what have you been watching? My list is uh, a little more substantial than it's been the last couple weeks. Nice. Uh, I watched The Pharmacist, which is a new true crime doc on Netflix. Oh, that's the one you right, recommended. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's apparently picking up speed. I didn't think it was going to pick up speed because I watched all four episodes over the course of like two nights. It's on the front page of Netflix. So it is, sense. yeah. Damn, I might watch um, this during the episode, guys. No. Sorry in advance. It is fucking cool. So it's got like three different stories it's telling. It's all from about one guy. To work in a pharmacy. He's a pharmacist, yeah. Good, all right. Uh, first episode is about him trying to solve his son's murder. Sorry. Damn it. We can't use this audio now. <laughs> Copyright. Okay, go ahead. Stop watching it. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> the first episode is about him trying to solve his son's murder. Um, and then second episode, it kind of transitions into him investigating this woman who's over-prescribing um, opioids. And essentially, he becomes like one of the guys that's on the front line of fighting the opioid epidemic in this country. Uh, it is incredibly interesting. Episode four starts, and it's like the woman that he's been investigating is like the first person to interview, and you're like, "What the fuck? Why is this woman not in jail?" It's it's twist and turny. It's it's interesting. They flipped her. She joined the fight. Not quite. Okay. Are there going to be more than four episodes? I don't think so. I think it's just this four episodes. They tell Netflix the whole story. Is doing that thing now where they're not releasing everything all at once and they're doing it weekly and it's pissing me off. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean... It's the Mandalorian model. The Mandalorian model is a terrible model. It's, it's the only model we had for so long. Yeah. It's true. We got spoiled. We did. Uh, no, this is, I think, I think it, the, the story is contained within the four episodes. Okay. It's good. It's really, really good. I'll watch that this week. Um, I won't. The other guys got put onto Netflix, and if I have an opportunity to watch that movie, I'm going to. It is my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Wow. Wow. That it, is... Uh, okay. It's not a popular is it, choice. Is it, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before. I think it's top five for me, for Will Ferrell. It is one of... Top ten for me, for it sure. It is one of yeah. his funniest fucking movies to me. He's good in it. I like them. They're good in it. They they well, yeah. as a collective. I I like the intelligence of the humor that they subtly like weave throughout. Like the concept of the only way that anybody is going to pay attention to like oh big white collar crime like that is to make it with explosions and like action sequency scaffolding. Yeah, all because of scaffolding permits is how this all starts. It's just it's really really funny to me. I think it's just really intelligent humor that's hidden very well by normal dumb Will Ferrell humor. So I love that movie. Um, so I watched that today. Do you like singing those songs? Yes. They're full of rich history. They're really sad. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> if, if I was a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out of the ocean and eat you. Really? <laughs> 20 foot waves? No, I'm sorry. I, can't, I don't have time for this. Um, and the only other thing I really feel any particular need to talk about 
is a little flick called 1917. Hey, he did it! You finally did it. I'm so um, proud of you. It might be... It, it might quickly skyrocket into like my top three films of all time. Okay, good. You liked it. It is one of the most beautiful movies I have ever watched. It's so good. I need to watch it again to actually try to follow the story a little more. Did you see it in IMAX? I did. Nice. But I was so captivated just by the visuals, I wasn't paying attention to like anything story-wise that was going on. Like I know what happened, but like... I mean, it's mostly visual, so... Yeah, it's true, but like... I'm sure there are things that I missed that I was just like, this is gorgeous. The, like, I, I'm probably going to go see it again this weekend because... I, mean, I don't blame it, you. It's so good. It is really, really good. It was... If you have not seen it yet, do yourself a favor and see it before it leaves theaters. Even if you can't see it in an IMAX. See it's, it on the biggest screen you can. Yeah. Depending on what happens this weekend, I'll get a longer, extended run. It's true. It's <laughs> true. It was so good. And I mean, it's it's... It was an interesting risk that they took making it about World War One. World War One movies are not the sexy World War movies. I can only think of one other World War One movie. Uh, Bridge over the River Kwai, right? That's World War One, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. Is that World War Two again? I can look it up. But All Quiet on the Western Front. All Quiet on the Western Front for sure. Yeah. There's so many World War Two movies. Yeah. At a certain point, it's like I assume they'll get played out, like. How many can you make? It's just one of those times that, like, it's one of those few times in American history where, like, we did a military action and it made sense. It's Japanese POW, so that has to be World War Two, right? For what? Bridge of the River Kwai? Yeah. Yes. Because they weren't involved in one, right? No, I don't believe so, but I'm not a history expert. We have one in our midst. We do. We do. We do. Let's um, not put them on the spot, though. No, my, I, I can't. I can't think of any... It's not in your curriculum for the kids. I get it. No, no. I, I, world War One's my favorite World War, though. Oh, nice. So that helps, and, too. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I... Point <foot>, like... <laughs> well... <laughs> world War I, it's, there's a lot of There's a lot of, like, interesting, interesting historical context when it comes to World War One. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at the first fully modernized World War, and you start to see an advancement in military tactics to counteract it. Sure. So, like... Everything that had been war up until this point, even when guns were invented, was still like everybody lines up in as many straight lines as they can and kind of like run at each other. It was a simpler time. Um, And now because of the advancement in weapons technology, they finally figured out that they needed to dig trenches, which start to happen a little bit at the end of the Civil War. But this is World War One is the first time it really happens. That's cool. And you see a lot of very secondary negative effects to trench warfare which is why they don't stick to it with world war ii they do smaller individual foxholes because more containment of diseases i guess there's more world war ii movies because like we fought world war one predates movies yeah yeah so i mean is that i mean again like world war ii is so romanticized because we we had to fight the nazis which are like the easiest bad guys of all time. That's like, everyone's favorite film villain. Like, just throw them, throw Nazis in there. Nazis and zombies. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's uh, there is a movie. Zombie Nazis. Nazis. Zombie Nazis in it. Yeah. Makes sense. So, that was uh, that's my week in a nutshell. Super productive. Nice. Movie, movie and yeah, video wise. Siegel, what do you got? I watched the last two movies I had to see of the Best Picture nominations, and they what? are Parasite. And Little Women. And Parasite? 
Parasite's really good. I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna just hop in on your discussion, probably because I watched Parasite too this all week. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's. I don't think this movie would work unless it was. I, I don't think it would work as a like an Americanized film. I think it could. I just think the the scheme. Spoilers for Parasite. The, the, the scheme that the family comes up with. I don't think they could, they could pull it off in this country. I just don't. It would be harder, but I, there there would be a way to adapt it to make it like to change the to alter the plan, I guess, to make it work. Right. But what would be? It would be more difficult. What do you consider the genre of it? Because I can't get a peg on it from looking at previews and stuff. I is think, it a thriller? Is it a horror? Like, I think it's just what, like a it? drama. Drama thriller. Yeah. It okay. does get really... It's so. Not, okay, yeah. Drama thriller is right. 45 minutes in, I'm like, this is cool. This is intriguing. I get what people are talking about, I think. I kept waiting for it to get crazy. And then... I've heard it gets crazy. Yes. And then <laughs> when the crazy happens, like about an hour in, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> it really, really takes a turn. Huh. I didn't and, think it was that crazy. I didn't like, see. I it. expected so much worse, like so much weird shit to happen. I was just like, "Oh, it's right. just, it's just something I didn't. You you can't possibly see it coming, right? Sub not dub, right? Sub not dub. Yeah, it's not, it's not dubbed. You didn't see it coming, right? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't have happened. Like, oh, when they go, uh, we'll talk about it after. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. I don't know. I didn't really care for the ending too much. I'll say the that. the ending is probably the weakest part. Yes. I don't I don't dislike it, but I feel like they could have done better. It's definitely going to win at least one award this weekend. Yes. It might be the only one it gets, though, which it, is unfortunate. It might be, but... It was a good year. Good movie year. It was. Yeah, like, I was thinking about it. Like, I'm even too harsh on Joker, but, like, every... I haven't... I've yet to see two of them, but, like, they're all good. Yeah. Like, I didn't care for one of them, but they're all good movies. Right, like generally there's, they are, but there's no, like, there's no the favorite. There's no, there's no, um, no movie that bored me. Phantom to tears. Thread. There's no. Yeah. I'm gonna even say Call Me by Your Name. I did not like that one at all. I thought you said you did. So uh, I didn't understand. But no, no. That movie was fine. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate that one. Anyway. Um. Then, then I saw Little Woman. I saw that today. Also very good. Yes, just a delightful movie, and it had. I was actually. I'll call it gripping. I had. Really was curious of where the characters are going to end up. You get invested. You don't think you're going to be invested, and then you are. And I think Sher Sir Ronan, Sorcerer Ronan, is getting up to the season ticket territory. It's not like she I doesn't pre- make many movies, so it's easier. Yeah. And I don't particularly care for the subject matter of her movies. I just really like her. But she's good. She just, just she shines in everything she's in. Agreed. Um. There's a. I'm gonna say this. There's a terrible casting decision in this movie. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk just shows up a little more than halfway through, and you're like, "Why are you here?" It's really close to the end, I thought. <laughs> He's just like, "Oh, by the oh, but also Bob Odenkirk's here." <laughs> when he comes on screen, like, I'm like, "Oh, wait, dude." When he comes on screen, I'm like, "That guy looks like Bob Odenkirk." It's Bob Odenkirk, and then oh, everything is actually Bob Odenkirk. And then when he's like. In the movie, I'm just thinking of like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It just doesn't work. It takes you out of it. Poor Bob Odenkirk. Poor Bob Odenkirk. So I, I like you and me- and everything you do, Bob Odenkirk. You just didn't belong in this one. <laughs> and then lastly, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've still seen that already. It's my best film of the year. And uh, yeah, the movie's freaking amazing. I think it's my number one Tarantino also. Yeah. Jesus. Lofty praise. But I love that movie so much 
I got to strap in for it because it's long. It, it is does, long. Does, but, did it feel long when you watched it, Joe? No. Spoilers I'll be talking about in a minute. But, okay. But no, it didn't feel that long. It's, like, it's a quick watch. Yeah. Usually I pause a lot of like almost three-hour movies and like take a lot of breaks. Mm-hmm. This one I didn't do that many times. The dialogue is so like interesting and gripping. You're like you want to know what's gonna like happen next, and and I feel like the scenes move like quick. Like there's many of them, but they like yeah. they go. So uh, yeah, I I love that movie. Joe, take us home. All right. <laughs> well, first of all, I've been sneaking some Simpsons, like everyone has. Yeah. And then I'll get into the three Oscar movies that I watched. All right. Uh, why not? Well, actually, I don't have to talk about Parasite, so two Oscar movies that I watched. Sure. Two other Oscar movies yes. that I watched. Two other Oscar movies. Correct. I guess I'll start with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood since it's already here. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That movie's really good. There's one part in it I just don't, I think doesn't belong there, but... All right, yeah, tell me what the part is. It's just Margot Robbie... Like, I like her, but her character does not... There's no point for a character to be in that movie. You could... The movie could just be shorter and have lost nothing. The entire basis of the movie is her, though. How? It's the I Sharon Tate murders. Yeah, <laughs> She's Sharon Tate. You need her. She's the crux of it all. She's the draw. I can't even... Well, I can't talk about this with Corey here, because like, I don't well, want to root it for him. I don't understand... You know the movie's about... The Manson family murders. Well, that's... I'm going to say this. It's not about that, but it centers around it. Yeah. So you need Sharon Tate in the movie <laughs> in order for the movie to exist. See, as a person who had no idea about that, and it's not reflected in the movie, why would I know that? The only reason I even know <laughs> it's about the Manson family is because in the preview, they show yeah. a clip of a guy who's clearly supposed to be... And that's one of, that's one of the most famous like murders in this country's history. See, I don't, I don't read up on murders. I'm not like you two. <laughs> I, this is a blind spot in my knowledge. I'll we'll talk after, yeah, we but will, she but... she definitely provides some within the all... context of the movie. She doesn't do a lot, so that's why I didn't understand why she needed to be. Just there. metaphorically to sure. to borrow the term from Parasite that they use so often. Um, you have an actor in uh, the main character is an actor who is at the end of his career and. Margot Robbie's character is, is juxtaposes him as she is like just starting, so you kind of need that balance. Sure. You do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is juxtapose the word that they use in Parasite? No. It's metaphorical. Oh, metaphorical. Oh, so many times. <laughs> so metaphorical. It's <laughs> a weird kid. I was, I'm surprised I don't know how to say it in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize he was saying it in English. Huh? Was he saying it in English? He was saying it in Korean. Oh, okay. Uh, you just say. read metaphorical a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. About rocks and shit. The other one was Parasite. Parasite's good. We already talked about it. And then I finished Marriage Story. Marriage Story is very good, but made me very angry. And kind of <laughs> made me think that people just shouldn't get married. <laughs> it's like, I've never been close to a divorce situation, but I imagine this is startlingly, startlingly accurate. It is painfully accurate. Yeah. Yes. Painfully accurate. So that sucks. Yeah, I get it, and I, not as much as someone who's been through it, but I get it. What do you think of Laura Dern's performance in Marriage Story? She's good in it. I, I don't care for her character. She's I don't like, care for a lot of the characters, but she's I'm not an supposed to, I guess. Overwhelming favorite to win the Academy Award for this. I have heard that. I, 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 I liked her a lot better in Little Women. Wait, I guess she's oh, yeah, best she's supporting, the mom. right? What's that? She's up for best supporting, right? Yes. Yeah. 
I'd have to look at the rest of the list. I, I, I avidly and actively hate her character. You're supposed to. Which right? I'm supposed to. Yeah. Right? So, She's just awful. Yeah. But to be fair, I don't particularly like, particularly like Ray Liotta's character either. He's also awful. I so, think that yeah. he's also a scumbag. He's the male counterpart of her. Like, he's the male version of her. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. Which is the only reason he gets brought in, right? So I, I think what hurts... Like, I think the biggest, like, hurdle I had to get over while I was watching this... Spoilers for Marriage Story, I guess. Um, it's been out for a while. They yeah. get divorced. <laughs> the, the, when he finally finds the lawyer that, like, he likes... And he goes, the guy goes in there and, like, tries to continue to be, like, reasonable. And Laura Dern is just, like, fucking mopping the floor with him. Because she's playing, like, high-stakes chess with this, with all this. And he's literally just trying to do what his client has. He's like, let's just get it done. And then he's like, I'm going to have a sidebar with him. And he's like, and we're done here. And, it, like... It, Am I paying for this story? <laughs> Oh yeah, I I also also really felt that one. I felt that one a lot. I was around both of my parents at different points in time during the divorce, and they both said something similar to their lawyers at some point. Like the my lord, my dad's lawyer texted him at one point, and my dad responded with, "Did you just charge me for fifteen fucking minutes for that text?" Wow. He literally, I watched him type it out, and the guy was like, "Um, well, well, yeah." You said, hi, how are you? I'm not paying for that 15 minutes, guy. Because huh. that's what they do. Like, not all lawyers. Yeah. The, the ones... I'm trying not to spoil it, obviously, for people who haven't seen it. But, like, the one scene where they're in the boardroom, like, doing the negotiating. Mm. And then they break for lunch and start talking like nothing just happened. It's... Maddening. It's maddening. Ma maddening. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I understand. Like, we are all Adam Driver in that situation, I guess. And just like, what... What, what are you doing right now? How do you just turn that off? <laughs> And and I think that, like, also, like, they've made it very, very clear that, like, Adam Driver's character is going to be paying for, like, a substantial portion of all of this. Like, 30% of her lawyer, and then his lawyer, and then... And, and anything that's like this is, like, negotiation stuff ends up coming out of his pocket, too, and his end, too. So he's paying for lunch for him, his soon-to-be ex-wife, his soon-to-be ex-wife's lawyer, and paralegal, and his lawyer, and his lawyer's paralegal. And he's just, like the fuck just happened like i i he's fumbling around with like that menu and i don't honestly think he's fumbling around i physically don't think he can see i think he's so dizzy with what happened that oh like, yeah he couldn't order food even if he wanted to the movie's definitely slanted to feel sympathetic towards his character yeah. which is a choice it's the only choice in the movie i don't like i respect it I'm glad they went that way because that's the less obvious choice. I think the obvious one would be to split it 50-50. and then Which is the, what I assumed they were going to do. And then the second choice would be to slant it towards Scarlett Johansson. But they go to him, and I think it's the riskier choice, and I respect them for it. I, I firmly agree. I think that it's not a bad choice. I think, it, it, I think it's a good choice because I think the movie's brilliant. But I think that at no point did I want to root against Scarlett Johansson's character. And there were moments in time where I was like, honestly, I kind of hope you get your comeuppance. Like, I, I feel like... There's a couple of moments where, like, 
she seems like the bad guy. Yeah, just and the I don't. Way it's framed exactly, and I just don't like because we're not seeing her behind the scenes. We're no. just seeing him behind the scenes, and then his interactions with her. Yeah. And the only Which time, and, and like the thing is, like early in the movie, I almost thought it was going to go the other way. So like they come home from like the show or whatever, and he sits down on the couch and turns on the television. Like immediately, she puts her. She like says goodnight to the kid, and comes out and is like, "What do you think of the pilot?" And he like looks at her and says, I don't even watch TV. And the camera pans to the TV being on. I was like, yeah, that's a dick thing to say, man. Like, I hated the box cutter scene. So unnecessary. Oh, yeah. It was, it was just a, gross. It was a lot. And then it's never touched on? No, I thought he was going to die. Right. Yeah, I also thought he was going to die. <laughs> great, great. You yeah. killed Adam Driver. You killed Adam Driver, you bitch. <laughs> I get, I get no resolution in this movie. I feel even more empty than I did a moment ago. Jeez. I think I think one of the... The movie could have stayed exactly the way it is. This is how much we want to talk about Zoom, by the way. Yeah. Still could have I'm been thrilled s- we're still talking about Oscar movies. <laughs> still could have been slanted towards Adam Driver's side. But just show me her trying to fumble through the exact same interview with the exact same woman. And I think the movie becomes... That would have been nice. I don't think she balance. would have, though, because she's comfortable. She's in the home she, like, either grew up with or something she's, like, familiar with. Yeah, but I... she almost, she she was getting trained in the lawyer's office for that, right? Yeah. And I feel like that would have, like, gotten her nervous. But then the other then the other option is, like, well, she's also an actor, so exactly. she may have been able to just exactly. turn that she shit on. Exactly, she nailed it. If she didn't, then I'm like, she's not a very good actress. Yeah. Also, like, kid's not doing many favors. No. He listened to everything the mom says. Yeah. Show the knife thing. No, 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 no. There's no knife thing. No knife thing. There's no knife thing. I thought the knife thing was going to be that thing where you, you jam it between your, your fingers real fast on the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the knife trick. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's going to my... Well, it's this. Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, and that's what we've been watching. Let's give you the movie facts for Zoom. We're oh, wait, can I Zoom. plug one more thing? Yeah, I'm sure. so sorry. You're gonna plug it. You're gonna plug something. Yeah, what are you plugging? It's just an, another podcast that I've been listening to. How dare you? I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, the Office ladies. Okay, Jenna Fisher and whoever Angela Kinsley. Plays. Okay, that's her name. Best friends in real life. Best friends in real life. They're nice. going episode by episode, breaking down the Office episodes. Yeah. Um. So if you like breaking down, if you like technical stuff, like. Little things that are happening in the background, choices that the camera, like choices on camera angles and stuff like that. They do a lot of that, which is awesome. Hmm. They do some analytics of character depths, and then they always start off with like five or six like fun facts about the episodes. It is really, really entertaining. Is it is it a standalone thing or is it like you watch along with them? No, no, it's they... a standalone thing. So they have note cards, and they're like, oh, at six minutes twenty eight seconds, you'll see. The fact that the door is closed. The reason that they closed the door is because Michael needed to go to the bathroom. Or Michael needed a, Michael needed a break. Steve Carell. Steve, Steve Carell. Carell. But sometimes they use that. They, that's the thing. They like weave it. Like they kind of go back and forth. They call some people by their character names. Some people by their actor Steve names. Steve Carell is Michael Scott. And they say that like because so much of the show is shot from like Jim and Dwight's pod. Any shot that's directly in front of Jim, Steve Carell has to be in the background of it. So, like, if you watch it, like, any time that the doors close, it's because Steve Carell needed a break or needed to go do something. 
That's fair. It's a fun. It was a fun fact. I was like, that's. I like. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that makes sense. Nice. It's a. It's a good listen. It's a good listen. So after you get done listening to this, go cannot listen. stress that enough. Finish yeah. listening to this. Finish first. listening to this first. And now the movie facts for Zoom from 2006. It's rated PG and it's one hour and 23 merciful minutes long. <laughs> it's directed by Peter Hewitt. And it star. I had to list everyone it starred because there's really not that many. It stars Tim Allen, Courtney Cox, Chevy Chase, Kate Mara, Ryan Newman, Michael Cassidy, Spencer Breslin, sequel favorite, and Rip Torn. Who is Spencer Breslin? It's the fat kid. What, do we know him from? The kid that can engorge. The kid engorge. with Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's... Disney's the kid with Bruce Willis. He made a joke about it in the Edge of Tomorrow episode. Yeah, I did. Got yeah. it. I've never forgotten it. <laughs> I don't remember what the joke is. Uh, I wasn't here for that episode. You're so. just like, it's like the, what they did in The Kid. Spencer Breslin doesn't look like young Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you kidding? <laughs> That's something I would say. It, it is. is. <laughs> it 100% was something you said. The budget for Zoom was $75.6 million. It's a terrible choice. That's probably all on cast. Uh, a lot of it. I mean, it... They did a lot of effects. But anyway, it grossed $12.5 million. That sounds right. Almost $12 million of that was domestic, so it really didn't go overseas much. I, don't, I didn't even think it was released in theaters. This had, like, Disney Channel original all over it. Yeah. All right, so the scores, Rotten Tomatoes. I, wanna, I want you guys to guess the tomato score. Six. Okay, I'm, since you're posing this as a question, I'm going to think it's high. I'm going to say 65 based on, like... 30 reviews. All right, so we have 6 and 65. <laughs> yes. It's 3%. Oh, all right. It's really low. Okay. That makes more sense. Fan four stick is three times better than this on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> how, how many reviews, though? Enough. Enough. Let's see. Curious. Keep going. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 33%. Also, by the way, do we have to say something for 3% on Rotten Tomatoes? Corey. Corey? Yeah. Certified, this movie costs too much money. All right. 67 reviews. That's a lot. A lot of reviews. That's, that means 67 critics saw this well, movie. Compared to <laughs> like it. other, like, that's it's not that many. Sure. In but all honesty. It's enough to register, though. IMDb, 4.3 out of 10. Metacritic, 26. User score, 4.4. And side note for awards, Tim Allen was nominated for the Razzie for Worst Actor for three movies in 2006. This was one of them. Jingle All the Way? The other... That was not 2006. I know, he's, not, just... and he's not in it. Also that. Oh, that's the only sports thing I want. The other two <laughs> The other two movies were The Santa Claus 3 and something Claus. called The Shaggy Dog. Yeah, I know those movies. I don't know what The Shaggy Dog is. I know. But... I think I meant to say The Santa Claus and said Jingle, Jingle All the Way and said. I hope so. <laughs> is, that, is that Arnold and Sinbad? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. And um, Jake Lloyd. And Jingle All the Way? Yeah. That's wow, the Anakin that's Skywalker. Yeah. Um, what a cast. A positive review on Rotten Tomatoes resume. That's amazing. It made me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds right. All right. Those are the movie facts for Zoom. Let's give you our general thoughts, which as always are going to be spoiler free. Looking at you, sequel. <sighs> Zoom. It's not a very good movie, is it? <laughs> it's just it's just bad. It's rushed. It has a star-studded cast, and they don't Ish. really. It does. No, these people these yeah. people work. They do. It's it's a rush plot. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. 
there is a threat and they don't go into why it's a threat or what happened. It's we'll get into that when we do our spoiler uh spoiler thoughts, but no, nah, this it's, it's really 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 bad. That's it, man. This is a bad bad movie. <laughs> Corey, what did you think? <laughs> this movie's not good. I uh, the the only thing I kept thinking to myself as I was watching it was that I could see a like as like a Disney Channel movie or a movie that like little kids are watching that they might be like, oh, this is cool. This is it. like I, I could see somebody who doesn't see a lot of movies or is super young and doesn't understand what good cinema looks like watching this and being like, I like this movie. But anybody with two eyes and half a, half a brain for movies, ouch, kids. <laughs> does not like this movie. I don't think I would have liked that as a kid. I think I would have been entertained by it and just been like, oh, okay, it's on. I would have... I, I, this is the movie. <laughs> when, if it was a movie and it was on, I was happy. Like, I, it, I turn it on. You would have... You want Sky High when you watch this. You yeah. don't get Sky High. No. It's a homeless man's version <laughs> of Sky High. At best, is. honestly. Uh. No, it's not good. I, I don't want to sit here and say that it's good. I'm certainly not going to try to defend this fucking movie. But I could see a little kid at least enjoying it. All right. But for me, when it got to like the conclusion of the conflict, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I literally said, wait, what, out loud on the train. Nice. The woman sitting next to me was like, excuse me? I was like, oh, nothing. You're fine. Oh, he's watching Zoom. I get it. <laughs> if only she was. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? This is one of the most objectively terrible movies I've ever seen. <laughs> that tracks. Like, someone should have just taken this screenplay and set it on fire and never <laughs> let them make it. Because it's just... It's such a cheap knockoff of way better movies like X-Men and Sky High. And it doesn't do anything. It's so poorly written. None of the jokes land. One of the jokes, one of the jokes land. land. Well, apparently, apparently, according to you guys, one of the jokes land. Maybe I missed that part. But it just like, definitely I was missed. able to predict the lines of dialogue before characters said them. Yes. Like, verbatim. This is an awfully written movie. It's not well directed or produced. It's, it's not good. It's really a bad, bad movie. I tried to find joy in it. The only good thing I can say about it is that it's not difficult it wasn't difficult for me to watch. Like, I was just able to sit there and take it in for 80 minutes because while offensively bad, it wasn't, like, a tough watch. It was very easy. I could shut my brain off and, like, 75% pay attention to it. I get it. what you're saying there. Yeah. And there is no so bad it's good moment. No. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I was hoping and praying for one of those, but this is just bad. And those are our general thoughts for Zoom from here on out. Spoiling the movie Zoom, which is streaming on Netflix. If you want to check it out, I recommend you don't check it out. But, you know, to each their own. And spoilers for Zoom starting right now. The actual plot to this movie is such a jumbled mess that it, it, it almost becomes pointless to try to follow. Like, we've had some movies with some bad plots and some big plot holes and, like... Some dumb ideas, but this was so stupid. This movie only has dumb ideas. It's true, but like, we have a threat and we need to get a new superhero team. Quick, find some untrained kids. And then we're going to do one long training montage for the middle 60 minutes of this movie. You get like 
Not even training. They're not training. They don't train at They just live in a facility. Kinda. More or less. Area 52. They're just on a government lockdown in a Area 52. very poorly made joke. Yep. And the threat that's coming back is a is a former team member. It turns out it was Zoom's brother. And he went nuts because of the gamma radiation. Which made his brother stronger, and his brother lost his powers for some reason, getting rid of the evil brother. And then when it's they get rid of the vortex that brought him there, the brother's okay again? No, no, so the vortex is what sucked out the evil gamma radiation. At the end. At the end. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. the plan but all along. The vorte- no, that was the vortex net that they, they fired, right? Or Zoom calls the vortex. Zoom yeah. calls the vortex. The thing that brings them back, though, they called that a vortex like the entire yeah. time. Yeah. So that was but the gamma he went, radiation. He went to like another dimension. Zoom somehow sent him because this movie is written very poorly and not explained. And he worked his way back. Mm-hmm. He worked his way back and it took this many years because they were the same age when he sent him away. Yep. Well, yep. but he because he this... was. Yeah, well, well, not the same was, age, but yeah. like okay. relatively close. He was his little brother, so he yes. was a little bit younger, actually. So yeah. It's been a while. It's been quite a bit of time. He's now a middle-aged, kind of heavy-set man. Yep. Or kind of chubby man, I guess. And I think one of the things... <laughs> it's just a stupid, nitpicky thing to have bother me about this movie. But the first time that like they show you like the, the countdown clock to Concussion coming back, which is the name of the bad guy. Yep. Two days. It's 12 days. Right. But I remember they get down to two days. Wait until two days for him to do anything. (laughs) Exactly. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're like the 12 day clock. It's like he's like at the beach in California and he's slowly working his way to like the middle of Nevada where Area 52 is. But how can you track that? The thing is, if it's space time continuum stuff, he's going through like the same spot in different dimensions. So it's, it's not a linear line from one spot to the next. It was you, just a, it was just it was a show stupid. progression, I guess. It you, was. You can't it was make just, a dimensional. I don't know. No, you're right, but it was just such a dumb choice. They should have just had a countdown clock and called it a day. Sure. Yeah. I don't. That's also a trope to this plot of an old foe that you once defeated and sent or have in captivity is returning. You gotta so bring you the got, only guy out of retirement. Yep. You got to get the band back together, so to speak. If in order the band to, is dead. <laughs> In order to, like, defeat it again. Like, they do this in a very good children's movie called Kung Fu Panda. Yep. It's a lot better. It is. It's a much better movie than this. Just a little bit. Not just. Uh, Night and day. Yeah. Star set of cast. It It really is. is. Rip Torn. I know who most of these people are. Kate Mara. It's crazy. Spencer Breslin worked for a long time. It's amazing how many of these people... I like no Chevy freaking yeah. Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase is neutered. So terrible <laughs> in this movie. He's so bad in this. I don't know if I can blame the acting or it's just the writing and the directing, but uh, it's because I, I know Chevy Chase can act. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's not funny. No one is no. funny in this. The di- the jokes written are so bad. Look, the so bad. A scene that was a contender for least favorite for me was the outdoor simulator. Where he stares at the skunk's ass for like 30 seconds knowing full well what's coming and doesn't And then he move. makes the incredibly like racist, offensive, just other yes. language accents. 
He's oh, yeah. behind the glass. They yeah. have these buttons with the natural disasters on them. You know they're going to push every single button. You just know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's like get to it. This is bad Looney Tunes. Yeah, you just it is. know it's going to happen. It's just awful. And they're just and you know what? He's a nice guy. Why do that to him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what There's he no did point. to them. There's a one with a lightning bolt. He could have died. <laughs> he should have died. He's, <laughs> he's a, a guy. He's not, he's just a just a man. That was after you rained on him and snowed on him. <laughs> Just it's all conductive man. and shit. I think the snow ah. comes after the lightning. Does it? I think it's rain. Oh, well, one of them was, regardless, he's wet already. Yes. Yeah, I think it's rain, lightning. He did. And skunk ass. Yep. Yeah, I think it's rain, it's lightning, snow, tornado, skunk ass. That one was protected by a thin sheet of plastic, as if that was going to matter. Really adds the comedy and the dramedy, am I right? Hey. It's so bad. <laughs> So the big reveal in this is anybody order it rescue with extra cheese? Sorry, that was the worst line in the whole movie. Courtney Cox is actually a superhero, but kept it a secret the whole time for for reasons. reasons. I kind of saw that coming, actually. But like, why? I don't know. <laughs> not why did you see it coming? Why does she have powers and not reveal them? It makes no. Why doesn't bring make the a same l- answer? I don't a, know. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Why bring Zoom back? If you have superpowers, you can... Well, because they need him to make the vortex. She can't make a vortex with her weird rainbow breath. I'm, she might not actually be able to. Joe, since we're talking about the breath, the best line in the movie, the joke that hits, me and Corey both agree, okay. we audibly laughed. Please. When Zoom's in the containment center, mm-hmm. and the kids break him out, along with Courtney Cox, and he goes, oh, what took you guys so long? This is great. We can go. Wait, what is she doing here? And then she's Spencer one of Bres- us. She blows. Yes. Yeah, Spencer Breslin goes, she's one of us. She blows. And then Tim Allen goes, well, yeah, like, she blows. That was funny. That made you laugh? Oh. Yes, it did. <laughs> that was funny. I think that was your standards being lowered for comedy for watching the rest of the movie before that. Maybe, but, like, like... I don't know. It, I got that. I, I, I remember that joke. I didn't it think hit. it was funny. <laughs> That's the one joke that hit. All right. You know how, like, all... Well, two-thirds of us thought it was funny, so I'll take the L on this one, <laughs> but I thought it was stupid, too. Okay, so, like, there's all... In every, like, animated movie, even, like... And every every animated movie made for kids, there's always like those one or two jokes that they put in there for the for the adults that have to go and see it with their kids. That's not. F- All right, never mind. I can't argue. I'm no, do you know what I mean? This. Yeah, no, I get it. I was waiting for this movie to have something like that. Yeah. And after he says she blows, like Tim Allen could have got really dark with it. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. I'm saying. He's like that like... would have been a line for the adults. <laughs> like tell me I don't something even... I don't know. I... <laughs> But that's but, you but see, if he said that, uh, see that's not subtle enough, and it's like, oh man, that practically is what he says. Won't understand it. Yeah, but we will. <laughs> I know. And it is kind of half of what he said. Like that is kind of what he's insinuating. Like, yeah, kinda, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I think the way it's framed is just him agreeing that she's not very good. Yes. And like, I don't think that's enough of a joke that slips through the cracks for it to be funny for me. But mm. it was funny. To each their own. I get it. It's a funny joke. I'm glad that you liked it. It's about the only funny joke in this movie, so yes. I'm going to give it to it's it. It's the closest to a funny joke for me, I will agree. Six Frosties. Yeah, chocolate. What are you what guys, guys going to drink? drink? <laughs> Let's steal oh. a spaceship and go to Wendy's. <laughs> That's my least favorite scene, just for the mere fact <laughs> that I picked it as my least favorite scene right after I watched it, and then it proceeded to have every scene after that be worse. And yeah. I was just like, I'm just sticking with the Wendy's thing. <laughs> There's so many bad scenes in this movie, and they all are in the second half. The the actual well, the most are the the conclusion of this movie is far and away my least favorite part. It's so terrible. The actual conclusion of like the conflict that we've been working towards this whole movie is 
terrible. So you get this. There is no conflict, really. That's my that's my yeah. point. So so you have this guy concussion who's coming back, and you got to get a new like stud superhero team, and you don't want to gamma radiate them. Like you want to let them like develop it on their own. Okay, fine. Then you threaten them with gamma radiation, but then they run away. They hide in an undisclosed part of the facility, and then guards just show up like they knew they were there. Yep. How did they find them I that easily? Fuck. Who cares? I don't know, Joe. It bothers me. <laughs> but then... This whole movie sucks. Sorry. You spent the entire movie... We spent this entire movie following Captain Zoom trying to fight with whether or not he's going to train these new people, only to finally do it, get them ready to be superheroes, only to when the actual conflict happens... They do fucking nothing. They play baseball. They play baseball. When then Zoom saves the I, day. I can't remember. I can't remember the character's name. The the teenage man leader. Dylan. Dylan. Sure. When he shows up, it just appears out of being invisible and punches him in the face. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think that might have been the one part I actually laughed at because it was so bad. He says you're bad at this, bro, or something. Yeah. And punches looks, him again. You're bad at this, bro. <laughs> Clock. Yeah, it, it's just, and then it's Kate Mara just slowly throwing stones at him with her telekinesis. And he's, yeah, and he's small, concussive blast. Destroy all of them with so his stupid. massive powers. Oh man, it's so awful. Also, back to Dylan with his mind sight shit. When why he, do we need? Why does he need to have a second power? When he sneaks into Kate Mara's room, does she like realize he's there? I think so. That's what they. That's what they insinuate with like with her like shock turnaround, right? Yeah. Like there's somebody in my room, but like it never comes, never comes up, up again between the two of them ever again. It only comes up when he has to find. Uh... Some poor taste if they do it again. Well, just she's like, "Yo, you're in my room." I don't just step off. You can bro. feel that, or like I don't know, because yeah. her powers are weird. Also, she can well, yeah. move shit, and then and she... she can feel things. Yeah, she feels the space people. Thing. I, don't I don't know. know. She made it go faster by. I guess she's Jean Grey. Yeah. yeah. For all lack of a better term. There's one character in this that is a notch above the rest. I'm going to give you guys one guess each. A should... notch above the rest. Yes. The best character <laughs> in this movie. I'm assuming. Are is they it... named? Huh? Are this character named? has okay. a name. Yes. <laughs> the General Riptorn? No. Okay. That's Larrabee. Absolutely not. Is it the little girl? Nope, okay, it is Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb. Ah! Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I thought I thought human like an idiot. Yep. Yeah, we should have gone human with it. There is no good human in this movie. You're right. There's not. That's why we were trying to figure... That's why we both had like these weird, like awkward guesses. Mr. Pibb shows up. Concussions distracted. Mr. Pibb! What's going on, man? I always preferred Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Blessed. Mr. Pibb? Yeah, they didn't let us have friends down there, so we built our own... Stupid. He's happy to see you. Oh, his algorithm isn't good enough for to be human. Dumb. Dumb da dum dum. Dum. Just like you don't imagine being a figure skater? What? <laughs> cool joke. Haha. <laughs> You're reading his mind, which is an invasion of privacy, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I found I that like that. <laughs> their choice for like this group was a little bit awkward. So the sixteen and the seventeen year old Kate Mara and who, Ryan I don't even Newman know. is that Ryan? Miles Cassidy. Ryan Newman is a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow. So Dylan is his name. I don't remember what her name is though. 
Um, I don't either. I know they call her Wonder when they give her a superhero name. That was the worst, also. The naming of the superhero scene. Really stupid. Really, really really terrible. Mega Boy? You shitting me? The most generic. The Incredible Bulk? (laughs) That's better. Better than that, I guess. I think I would rather be the Incredible Bulk than Mega Boy. I'd rather be Mega Boy. But it's. They're both real bad. Mm -hmm. It's a name that can't carry on if you're an adult. Her name is Summer, by the way. Summer, that's it. Oh, yeah, so that's... <laughs> it took I, so long, you forgot your point. Yeah, exactly. So six, there's 16 and 17, and I'm like, okay, cool, that makes sense. And then they get the guy who's like, the kid that's able to like become big, I guess, whatever his name is. And I think he's 12, Tucker. right? He's Tucker. Tucker. Tucker's 12. Yep. And then you got Princess over there, who's six. That is such a weird, stratified, age-grouped set of individuals. Yeah. Very, very confusing. I also don't get the whole subplot with we're here because we're special, but we might be here because our parents were ashamed of us and didn't want us anymore. That comes up like several times, and I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. Their parents took Ready? them down to a tryout. Cliche. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're throwing a number of cliches on the wall. It looked like it was a fun tryout to join a superhero team, but there's also like, no, we're here because the world hates us. But like, it's X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, right. (laughs) But we have to learn to use our powers. Sky high. Sky Sky high. high. Sky high. (laughs) We're lovable misfits. (sighs) Go ahead, Corey. No, no, you're fine. I don't. It doesn't matter. No. Honestly, whatever I was gonna say makes no fucking bearing. It wasn't gonna be any. And he, it wasn't going to be a good comment about this movie, so... There are none. There's a lot of Correct. smash mouth in this movie. Oh so my god. much smash mouth. <laughs> Hold Wait, on. So, I hope it's the same least thing that I'm going to say. I really do. I turned the movie on. I, I got to school this morning. I looked it up on Netflix on my phone. It had the download option. And I was like, fuck yes. Download this bitch. So I can start it on the subway. I love when I can, like... Start before you get to the L-I-double-R? Yeah. It just buys me a couple extra minutes. Sure. Like, it's great. So, I get on the subway. I wait, like, two stops. I turn it on. And the first fucking thing that rips through the stereo is a Smash Mouth song. And I was like, this is not going to end well. I knew it from the first note of fucking Smash Mouth that this movie was going to be fucking garbage. I like Smash Mouth and Shrek and Rat Race, not this. They didn't put All-Star in this, right? No. No, they Thank didn't put God. All-Star in this. But they had a shitty, shitty cover, which is my least favorite thing about this movie, of Under, Under Pressure. Pressure. Awful, awful. Yeah. That song is amazing, and they somehow made it terrible. I mean, anybody that's not David Bowie or Freddie Mercury singing that song is going to make it terrible. I don't think I've heard one good cover of that song You still ever. have to see that, that movie that we talked about last week. Um... Zach Galifianakis, Insane Asylum. Oh, uh, it's kind of a funny story. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. There's a cover in that that's really good. Oh, all right. I don't remember that part. They also... So this movie came out in 2006. It sure did. And when I was watching this movie before I found that out, I was listening to it. I was like, I'm really intrigued to find out what year this movie came out in. Because going back to that comment about it being like a perfect like Nickelodeon or Disney movie, I was like... This is, like, my senior year of high school Radio Disney shit. Like, the Five for Fighting song and yeah. the uh, oh, Enrique right. Iglesias song. Yes. I was Bowling like, for Soup. Oh, my God. I Bowling for Soup that. was on here? 
Yeah, Punk Rock 101, when they're playing baseball in the gym. Oh, that's no right. Fucking reason. That's right. I forgot about, I forgot that was Bowling for Zoo. This was a Sweet 16 playlist. Yeah. Extravaganza. Yeah. Oh, my God. For us. And it was like, so it was technically, I think a lot of these songs were popular a little before my senior year of high school in 2006. But it's still that same They were general... cheaper now because they were less popular. That's why there's so many of them shoved into this stupid movie. They're definitely clearly targeting a very specific age range with this movie. I don't know what that age range is. I don't either. Because of your point before. 14 to 18. That, no, 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 no. Not as much as us. I'm like... not saying that they want, they clearly didn't succeed. I'm simply saying that with like the music choices that they're making, the superhero choice, like making I'm a superhero flick. eight years old to 13 years old. I think that's closer. I think eight to thirteen are people that are going to enjoy it, but with like the music choices, it's like, oh, we want it to be like the cool movie that teens like. They swung and missed. I don't know. The radio's the radio. If you're ten, you're gonna like the same sort of music as like a fifteen or sixteen year old. I guess that's relatively true. Yeah, well, whatever. It's a swing and a miss either way. Yeah. yeah. Movie's fucking terrible. That's oh, really bad. How about Tim Allen being like the hugest douchebag in the world for like the first fifty minutes of this movie? Why does he go to the facility? Well, because they trank him. They, yeah, they tranked him. And Why they offered him like leave? half a million dollars. Yeah, because then they said they would pay him half a million dollars. He's a jerk. He's not stupid, sequel. <laughs> you don't pass up a cool half mil. Who's running his garage? To not do any work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It's slow jack. Why does his it's finger slow now. Why does his finger work? And nothing, nothing else. else. His finger Ladies. working is the, is the biggest giveaway of the whole movie. <laughs> I was waiting for that oh, joke. Oh, 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 I love Joe. it. Love it. That was great. That was, that was great. Um, that was funny. If he like did like a like a wink and point at Courtney Cox's character with the yes. finger, that, that would have been God. the best joke by far in this movie. The oh, only one that hit for me. Oh, missed opportunity. You hacks. Who wrote the comic books? I don't think there is a comic. No, 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 in the movie. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Courtney Cox also like names three comic book characters. Oh DC yeah, and Marvel. Actual, actual comic characters. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was the Flash, Especially Superman, the Quicksilver, the Flash, and Superman combined. Do they all exist now in this universe? Apparently, must. Why regular comics them? must also exist in this yeah. universe. Not just regular comics, but the, the people themselves. Because this oh, movie yeah. implies that superheroes, superheroes exist and there's comic books about them. But That's they're true. true stories. That's a good point. But either way, you can't be faster than all three of those things combined. That's not... Who's definitively the fastest of those three characters? Superman. Superman, right? I think. Is it? Superman and Flash had a race. I think Superman won. I think they've raced several times. But for the first time, I think Superman was the winner. I think. I, I remember I think. When, when our dearly departed friend, Frank, was... He's still alive, everyone. He's yes. still alive. He's just not with us. <laughs> Frank, if you're listening to this, tweet me. Frank's a big fan of The Flash. I think he said that in a more recent comic book that The Flash was like, oh, yeah, I always let those races be close because I don't want to hurt his feelings. I mean, the man can run backwards through time. Like, that's... And Quicksilver can fly from one end of the universe to the other in relatively short periods of time. Like, you can't be faster than those two things combined. Who knows? Apparently, they've raced five times. 
The Flash has three wins and two ties, so he's undefeated against Superman. Oh, so uh, then, apparently. So then he's he's definitely faster, or Superman is just a really solid dude. Yes, that's a doesn't want to show up nerdist. his friend. But that's not Zoom, although it's much more interesting than Zoom. So least favorite scenes. Least favorite scenes. I already covered mine. It's I, the the thing at the UFO going to Wendy's. Fair enough. Least favorite moment is the under pressure cover by Smash Mouth. Uh, the actual ending of this movie is. Easily my least favorite scene. I hate the fact that we finally get to a conflict. We have these newly, highly trained superheroes. And the old guy who hasn't been able to use his power all fucking movies is the only one doing anything to fix the problem. Because he got his powers back like the NBA players. (laughs) (laughs) Touch the ball. Touch the ball. (laughs) Trevor Chase says, Zoom, touch the ball. (laughs) Zoom, touch the ball. (laughs) trope of let's rip off another movie why not (laughs) that's this movie problem it rips off the wrong movies yeah there it is you gotta make weird (laughs) references to other movies that people love tim allen touches a basketball (laughs) i got my powers back (laughs) hey i caught it (laughs) (laughs) he slam dunks for no reason (laughs) bugs bunny shows up so good uh, favorite scene? Um, I'm gonna say the she blows joke. <laughs> uh, I have, I have one actual, I guess, scene, and then one thing that I just wanted to mention for favorite. Hold on, let me find my note. That's the wrong note. There it is. The paintballs. The training montage, because although this movie sucks, a training montage is always the best part of a movie like this. It's not good per se, but it's the best thing we get. And then the one shout-out was when they show the picture of the old Zenith squad or whatever, whatever they're called, Zenith Patrol, I don't okay. know. One of the people in the picture is Wilmer Valderrama, who is Fez from oh, the really? 70 show. And I was like, is that, what a weird cameo. <laughs> <laughs> but strange, that was awesome. Strange flex. Yeah. I love that. That was my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> uh, favorite scene for me... Um... Fuck, I didn't like anything that happened in this movie. I didn't dislike the first heart for heart, heart to heart that Dylan and him have in like the weird the containment containment thing. Yeah. When like for the first time in this movie, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to actually try to do something decent in this movie, and it's gonna like make the movie a lot better from here on out. It doesn't get better. It does not get any better at all. Not even a little bit. But at least he kind of starts to become human. Like, it's hard to watch a movie that's this bad and the guy's a dick. He spends most of the movie being a dick. He does. But I thought in that containment scene he wasn't being a dick. And that it was going to start turning around a little bit. It does for the most part. But he's still pretty fucking shitty. That's the close thing to a different part of this movie that I enjoyed. Cool. Should we rate it? Should we rate Zoom? Yeah, let's fucking rate it. All right. If you've been listening, you might have a guess as to what we're going to rate Zoom. However, this is the part of the show where we rate each movie that we review and using a number of infinity stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can also give it an infinity gauntlet. I really hope no one approaches a gauntlet with this one, but you know, don't let me influence your decision, boys. Let's rate Zoom. Hey, Corey, what are you giving it? One, I guess? I don't, I mean, it didn't offend me. Right? It's not. It's an objectively bad movie. It is a very, very bad movie. But at no point am I, like, offended and mad that I'm watching it. It's just kind of like, this is stupid. 
had I not needed to watch it for this, I would never watch this movie. But, like, I guess it, it's just going to get that, like, barrel-level stone just because. Like, movies with zero stones, like, I actively root against. And that's not this movie. One stone, I guess. Sequel thoughts? One, one stone. Movies that get zero stones are movies that we hate. Yes. There's no reason to hate this. It's not good. You never have to watch it again. But it's not like, wow, man, this pisses me off. I can't believe they did this. I hate this thing. There's, there's nothing really like that. It's it's a movie. It has a beginning, middle, and end. There's nothing's particularly good in it. Mm-hmm. Two quick things. Tim Allen was nominated for Razzie for Santa Claus 3. Mm-hmm. Spencer Breslin's in that also. Nice. And this movie is definitely one of the ten worst we've ever done on this show. Easily. Mm. For me, the worst is still Fant Stick. Catwoman for me. Also starring Kate Mara. Maybe the superhero genre just isn't for Kate Mara. Clearly. One stone. I agree with you that it's not like a movie that you hate, because this, this movie doesn't do anything enough for me to have any strong feeling about it either way, other than the fact it's very poorly made. Yeah, it's not... It's really just not good. It's written terribly, directed terribly. It's just, um, yeah, I, I had no idea this movie was going to be this bad going in. I thought it would be just like average. And then it just was, was not good at all. So yeah, seeing Wilmer Valderrama was great. <laughs> and 23-year-old Kate Mara is pretty cute. That was the only positives I have about this movie. She was good looking. 23 high school student. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah, sounds right. Hollywood, right? Yeah. She's still in that range. And, yeah, so I'm giving this movie one stone. I don't give zeros, but this movie really just <laughs> not good. Correct. I don't recommend it to anyone. And those are our scores for Zoom. If you've seen Zoom or you want to let us know who is the fastest out of Quicksilver, The Flash, and Superman, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! I'm not even going to attempt to do anything, Woody. This movie doesn't deserve it. We're on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. Facebook. <laughs> All the wind is out of everyone's head. <laughs> it's been a long week. We have a Facebook. No one goes to it. Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us in Facebook. Zeros Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes. And in ES, as always. And as always, we're also in iTunes and podcast apps. And find us on there. Subscribe. Rate, review. Tell people about the show. The usual spiel. That's all I have for you. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. The dozens of you. Dozens! Dozens. (laughs) So, next week... Next week, we're doing a new release. Yay! Which we need to talk about when we're going to record that, but that's not an an issue for right now. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is out right now and we'll be seeing it and then talking about it so tune in for that next time thanks for joining us and until next time as always it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie not this one there's some kid out there who was like that zoom movie is just just tops dad nope it's movies like this that make me disagree with that philosophy but there has to be it's just human nature bye everybody